Broadcasting Live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. To Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, and of course, War Chant TV. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our friends at ABC for sponsoring today's National Signing Day extravaganza. We've been on all day long here on War Chant TV, starting at 8 a.m. Uh, credit to uh, Aslan and Michael Langston for uh, uh, putting in a lot of work today, as uh, it's been a... Um, an interesting turn of events, to say the least. I'll recap momentarily. I will say this, by the way, Bishop Thomas uh, said yes while we were in break, right, just before we were going to break. This class, there's no denying this now, at least in terms of perception. We'll see if the kids come in, play, make a difference, and how big a difference and how soon. But the bottom line is this class right now, it's top 15 class. Even having not signed Travis Hunter, which is the big news of the day, I don't want to bury the lead. Uh, if you're just jumping in the car listening to us, or you're just jumping on the feed right now listening to us, uh, you might not realize it. But uh, the bitter disappointment, the pill that was tough to swallow, was the fact that Florida State did not sign uh, Travis Hunter. He chose to join Deion Sanders and go to Jackson State, which is a surprise for many. Obviously, could be a uh, college football. Uh, I think I think a, a redirect, if you will, and a, and a change in the way that recruiting works. We'll get back to all of that, all right? We'll get back to having that discussion because we talk about it a lot over the last hour. I do want to touch on Bishop Thomas, who's the defensive tackle that just signed with Florida State, four-star kid, uh, you know, 6'2", 290 pounds, um, really, really nice player out of Orlando. This is a kid that uh, I think Florida State needed to sign. The, the news here lately, Tom, has been very, very good. While we were having these conversations about when Florida State didn't get, and it's significant, and it matters, and you don't want to ignore it, you also can't ignore that they're putting together a surprisingly good class, not without some misses, not without some problems, not without some things that bother you, in particular at receiver, but they're putting together a pretty damn good class here, uh, despite what we saw was a five and seven years. So uh, I actually think big picture that you can you can doff the cap a little bit here. I know most people don't want to hear that. I know most people don't want to even talk about that or think about that because – they didn't get the guy. They didn't get the number one recruit in all the land. And they are on the wrong end of a historical uh, precedent. But at the same time, I can't just continue to ignore players that are signing here for Florida State who can have an impact. And especially when we're talking about offensive and defensive linemen, you know, and, and, and that is an area that we talk about consistently in football that, look, you can have the skill players, a lot of teams because of the growth of seven on seven because of these camps and the year-round focus on that. A lot of these kids come in finally developed at a lot of schools uh, in the skill areas. Where it's hard is finding big-time offensive and defensive linemen because the games are won, of course, ultimately at the line of scrimmage. And so every time Florida State signed an offensive lineman today, I got excited about that because the vast majority of them were at least four stars and well-thought-of players. And then now you get a defensive lineman to say yes here, too. Not your first of the day, but the latest. That, too, is really good news for Florida State. 
me turn my mic up so you can hear me. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, the thing is, when you do look at the strengths of this class, you see trench monsters, both mm -hmm. sides of the ball. You see players that aren't, you know, 40 pounds light, and they're going to be a multi-year project. Maybe they'll be good when they're 20 or 21 years old. You're seeing guys that, you know, if they get into the weight room with Josh Storms and they go through the development with Alex Atkins, maybe, just maybe, by spring ball of 2023, they might be ready to go as solutions. Uh, we know what Odell Hagens is as a developer of defensive interior players. Uh, so, yeah, when I'm looking at this class, I see the middle of the lines getting better. We'll see what we are at tackle. Uh, that'll all shake out in the coming weeks, too, with the transfer portal. But I, I agree. That's where if, if you know, SC Knoll here, and we really appreciate the contribution to the program, SC Knoll. If I'm going to chill and I'm going to take your advice and say, everybody, calm down. We could be where Florida is. We could be where Miami is, where, where you scroll down a lot. In Florida, especially, you scroll way the hell down for this. I'm still scrolling, program. Tom. I'm still scrolling. I was looking for it. There you go. Yeah, just keep going. Um, if I'm going to relax, it is going to be because of what I've seen in the uh, lines of scrimmage, both lines of scrimmage. And even still, with Travis Hunter not being a part of this class, defensive back, there are no, a lot of solutions. No, a lot class. of solutions in this class. Yeah. No, no, it's it's it, you're exactly right. I mean, it started with Sam McCall. If you watch Sam McCall's tape, you, you instantly feel very good about where he's headed um, and what he can do in terms of uh, diversity of talent, length, all those things. I know D-Rob thinks he's a safety. That's fine. Uh, you know what? We're good on this back end. You're putting together. You think about Knowles and you think about some of the other guys that are emerging, Cooper and those guys, to go along with this group that they've signed. There's real talent in the defensive backfield. I wanted to see, most importantly, Offensive and defensive linemen, that's always the way I feel. And now Bishop Thomas, as we said, signed. But you already had Dante Adams commit earlier today. Um, yes, we talked about it last hour uh, that Thomas, the number one player out of the panhandle, signed in the secondary, another great secondary player. He did get a linebacker in Omar Graham. But going back to Jalen Early, going back to Daniel Lyons, going back to Daughtry Richardson, going back to uh, Kanaya Charlton, going back to Kayshawn Sapp, going back to Aaron Hester. So offensive and defensive line, Tom, that, that's an area where Florida State got better today, got significantly better today. That's really important. And now, frankly, because they failed, and this is the part that really frustrates me, at bringing in big-time wide receivers up to this point, Tom, then you know what? Uh, you need to go find some kids in the transfer portal on the, on the now. That has to happen today, tonight, tomorrow, the next day, an overabundance, throwing numbers crazy at it. they got to find some kids in here to play receiver. Yeah, uh, a lot a lot of bodies to throw at the problem. I mean, because even in – I haven't checked in a little while. Um, usually, you know, the first however many hours of this broadcast, I was kind of behind the scenes looking at the, the news wires. But uh, Devon Mortimer, you know, it didn't sound great towards the end, so you might lose him. Coleman, obviously the news got bad there real quick. Micah Pittman might be a casualty because of Kenny Dillingham, as I'm was Coleman. I'm worried about Pittman, by the way. He quit on his own team out there at Oregon. It'll be interesting to see if he has to go back and face them. That would be quite the full circle. Like you're actually still welcome there. That would, yeah. you know, maybe Kenny Dillingham will be the broker of that particular team meeting, but that can't be positive. I, I don't know. It's just you got to hit on somebody at some point, and and we don't. Receiver has already been quietly one of those position groups where you say, "How at Florida State do you have this little talent?" We've been screaming louder about offensive line and linebacker the last three or four years, but receiver kind of has been a problem since 2014. You didn't really have a whole lot beyond – I mean, like Rashad Green had an okay year that year. It wasn't as good as his 2013 season, but you thought maybe behind him in theory, a Travis Rudolph and an Ermon Lane would be dominant players. They never were, and since then, 
I mean, what? Uh, like uh, Tamori and Terry for six games? Or, I mean, like what exactly has been the best and the highest level of receiver play here at Florida State, two or three deep the last five, six years? It's You really have to scratch your head to think about who is that guy because we don't have yeah. many of them. Today's a really tough day for Dugans, for Coach Dugans. There's no getting around that. I mean, you can remove emotion from the conversation. You can remove loyalty and, and love for or whatever. It's not a commentary on his personality. It's a commentary on his inability to bring in wide receivers as a wide receiver coach. That's problematic. Uh, obviously, wide receiver was a problem for us last year. We didn't have uh, much talent at the position. We've been having this discussion, as you just noted correctly, for too long. People are incensed. I got to imagine that um, today's a tough day for Coach Dugans. He understands uh, that this is a game in which results matter. Uh, this is a game where if you're going to elevate uh, your opportunities and stay on with the staff and make a lot of money and continue moving forward, you got to bring in players. You got to find a way to recruit your position, develop the players once they get here, and make a difference. And right now, our receivers simply do not make a difference. And it doesn't appear that, at least not through traditional recruiting methods, we're going to bring in any receivers today uh, that that help change that room, change that segment group. So today wasn't good for him. As tough as it is not to bring in Travis Hunter, who would have instantly helped you at wide receiver. Uh, it's more to me about just the overall lack of talent at that position and the inability to bring in other kids, not even kids not named Hunter. They have struggled with that, so that's frustrating. Yeah, I just pulled up now for those of you that are watching this, but uh, Florida State currently has the number 11 class in the country in rivals. The rivals ranking 17 players, nine four-stars, eight three-stars. It's the 11th best recruiting class in the country, and I don't see a five-star there because if, if Travis Hunter was a part of this class, he would. So Florida State would be in that you know eight nine range right now. It not everything is screwed, but there were a few guys that you were counting on today that you thought you were going to get in terms of either flips or leans. Didn't get them, and then Travis Hunter was the bell cow of the class that is no longer there. And yet, despite all of that, you're still operating with a class that's you know in the top fifteen right now. If you do go get that transfer portal help that can fortify the ranks, and you get to those thirty two new bodies here. Uh, in this football program, then you can look at 2022 as a, as a success, but not a windfall. You know, we thought we might have a windfall on our hands here if we maximized everything about today in addition to the transfer portal. So you, there are some losses, but we're not in 50th in the recruiting class right now. We're still holding strong with a top 15 class. Top 15 class after a five and seven season and you lose out on the number one recruit in the country. That is the silver lining. That is what you would turn to if you're trying to be a glass is half full guy. If you're not a glass is half full guy, you're in the chat. So, you know, that's where that's uh, I get it. I understand how that goes and I understand the frustration and, and that does, you know, I'm disappointed. I'm pleased with the overall class. There are segment groups that I'm disappointed by a couple of guys that didn't sign beyond Travis Hunter that have me bothered and worried and angry and all those things. I mean, within reason, certainly. Uh, I will be very intrigued in the coming days to see um, what happens. What happens to uh, with, with the transfer portal, Tom? I mean, it, it, this is we, – we were just wrapping our mind around – I'm talking about college football fans. We were just wrapping our mind around the idea that – the recruiting, the recruiting machinations, the way things have changed in the recruiting world, you had to incorporate transfer portal into recruiting rankings 
and sites have struggled with that a little bit. You know, you look at your traditional rankings and you see these 15 guys, the average star rating is this, this is what the class is ranked. And they didn't incorporate the six or seven, or in some cases, 10 to 15 guys you brought in a transfer portal. That's part of the class too, you know? And so for me, I think honestly, if they are able to bring in three receivers the way that they did defensive linemen, Tom, last year, when you think about what Jermaine Johnson was, what Keir Thomas was, those if that happens, well, yeah. all of a sudden we're walking down the road, you know, whistling uh, a fine tune because that changes everything about what we think about what's possible next year. We didn't think that in the transfer portal, Florida State would go from being awfully shaky up front to having the ACC defensive player of the year in their midst. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, correct. So yes, the, the staff does have an eye for talent. And uh, if, you, if you're looking at me on Warchant TV, watching around and, and moving around and shaking. Well, you're looking at the no, Duffy signing, right? I am. Now, FSU, as of 10 seconds ago, didn't get the NLI in. But this is what A.J. Duffy just put out on his Instagram, which is Florida State's letter of intent. So it looks like he fully intends to sign it, follow through. So there was a lot of bleeding earlier today. It doesn't look like that bleeding is going to continue to the quarterback position. A.J. Duffy on his own personal Instagram just moments ago, and this is what we got to do on National Signing Day, is follow teenagers' Instagram accounts, their Twitter accounts. Uh, but there it is on his personal story. He's got the picture of the pen and the paper. So uh, we should expect an announcement from Florida State, hopefully pretty damn soon in that regard to make it official. Well, and Tom, look, I don't know if A.J. Duffy is going to be a next great superstar quarterback or not. We know uh, that there's debate on that. We know that uh, a lot of people think that he is absolutely going to be uh, a big-time college quarterback, and still others think eh, maybe marginal, maybe average. We'll wait and see. The point is, on a day like today, all these kids, you're waiting to see whether or not they transition well and they adapt well to college life and to the rigors uh, physically as well as emotionally. We, we all We all know that. But as it pertains to ranking this class and looking at this overall class, it was important you bring him in because a lot of people thought he was tied inextricably to Travis Hunter. And so to see him come now along with in the last hour, Bishop Thomas, I mean, Florida state is putting together and this is irrefutable. They are putting together a good class period they have, they're going to sign today a good recruiting class. They are yeah. period. Now, is it as good as we had hoped? If your thought was they were going to sign a top 10 class today, that went out the window the second Travis Hunter said that he was taking his services to Jackson State. But if you said to me before the year began, Florida State would finish sub 500, show signs that the culture had shifted, it would be better physically, not where we'd like them to be, not nearly as good as we hope they'll be soon, but better, and that even though they finished sub 500, they would bring in a top 15, top 20 class. I think we would sign up for that. I think that's true. I think that's perspective. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to, you can think that that is somehow trying to spin it. It's not spinning it. Florida State's going to sign a top 20 class. Florida State's going to fill a lot of positions of need. And Florida State has missed on a couple of huge names that we thought we were going to get. All of that's true. All true statements. And that's why, you know, listen, you're allowed to sting today, but feel good about the long term. I, I, you're right. You know, the perspective matters, but you're allowed to be pissed off today for what didn't happen, what sure. you thought was definitely going to happen. But for all the emotions, being angry or sad or anything in between, that's why you have ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, everybody. <laughs> Your local ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, the one on Thomasville Road here in town, is long known for its selection of wines being one of the best, if not the best in town. Uh, and also, it's all statewide. We know that over 50% of you right now watching, and we are in the thousands of people watching on Warchant TV, 
uh, you live in the state of Florida. There's an ABC um, for you. I want to I want to do this because also part of uh, ABC and today's long broadcasting uh, extravaganza that I feel privileged to be a part of here on Warchant TV and 93.3 is uh, our friends at thehumidor.com, part of ABC as well. I myself like to smoke the occasional cigar. I got one right here, buddy. Uh, now, in fact, I was going to light this cigar up after Travis Hunter signed, but mm. alas, he did not. So it remains sealed. It will, however, be smoked along with some fine spirits from ABC later on in the week. Tonight, I got to interview Tom Glavin on the golf show, so I got to keep it on the straight and narrow until uh, later on. So this will be a Thursday endeavor. Oh, he's your favorite. He's your favorite pitcher ever, I think. Uh, I'm not going to badmouth my guest tonight, Tom. All right. Well, what I can say, though, is you know what that cigar looks like to me? It looks it looks too expensive, sir, because if you go to thehumidor.com today only, today only, and use promo code CIGARCHANT, there it is, it's scrolling at the bottom of the screen, CIGARCHANT, one word for you driving around town in Tallahassee, you get 20% off your order today. 20% off, spend less, go to thehumidor.com. It's finally going to get cold outside at some point here. A nice little stogie on the back deck will be nice, so go do it. Yeah, uh, somebody asked on the chat a reasonable question, and we'll have to answer this on the other side. I just want the person to know uh, that I saw the question, and that was uh, for people that haven't been locked in all day long, um, other than Hunter, other than Travis Hunter, uh, what other guys did Florida State lose uh, that we would consider a pretty decent setback, right? Uh, He wants to know what he does. For those of us who haven't tracked all day, aside from Hunter, what huge losses has FSU suffered? We'll answer that next. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV as we continue now. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Recapping uh, the day that was all of it. Very, very busy day, obviously, with the early signing period. Florida State's going to sign a good class. Not going to get everybody they wanted. We talked before the break about that, Tom. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people might cite, if, if you're going to talk about a player not named Travis Hunter, that you're disappointed Florida State didn't get. I, I, I think... Some people, a lot of people would point to Armella. He did not sign today. Doesn't mean he won't, although it doesn't look good that he delayed his decision into February. Doesn't mean you can't get him, but it certainly doesn't feel like that bodes well for Florida State that he delayed. 
But for me, I wouldn't go that route because Florida State did sign several well-thought-of offensive linemen today. I think we go to Coleman, don't you? And that was earlier, I know, but that that's a kid at receiver that, I mean, I feel like we were excited about and that had an opportunity to get. And there have been a couple of kids that Florida State didn't bring in. West is one of them as well. But uh, to me, when you're so starved at a singular position and and that's a kid that was viewed as a, a pretty significant get, that, that that's where I'd say that Florida State whiffed a little bit. Today, it's about the receivers they didn't get a yes from. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a bit of a breaking news update real quick before I answer the question. Uh, the LOI for A.J. Duffy is in, so that's, yep. a, that's a settled matter. A.J. Duffy is now in the fold for the class. Uh, no last second hat tossing, no nothing from A.J. Duffy. He's, he's in the class. Yeah, you know, the answer to the question is, although we're in a, a brave new, maybe dark new era of um, college football and, and you know how the NIL is going to impact things, and kind of how- just an unknown landscape. I, I we just I think that's what it is. I don't fear it as much as I'd like to understand what's at play for all involved, and we need to know what rules are what across the board. It's different for everybody, so it's just the unknown right now. It's a, it's it's tough to keep up with. Correct. You need regulations that cross state lines. There's no doubt about that. That would be the first fix. But um, you know, it still doesn't change that on signing day. Did you address your needs? and receivers where you didn't uh you know now the transfer portal could prove to be fruitful for florida state uh but you know if you're gonna lose mortimer and we'll see i, I don't have any update on that but if you're gonna lose him and coleman's not gonna be a part of the class and, and Pittman's not gonna be a part of the class as a transfer receiver you've got to have answers there at some point so that would be if you're looking at the resume of did you address your needs wide receiver is the first position i circle and say no and linebacker would be the second position. Now, Omar Graham Jr. did follow through and sign today, and so yeah. we played the video from uh, Ira and uh, D-Rob a little bit earlier about Omar Graham. Um, but still, you need more solutions at linebacker. You need four or five, it feels like, wide receivers to come in here and help flip this thing around. Um, you know, you somewhat address uh, your needs with a couple of, of running backs, maybe. Uh, I'll pull up the kid's name, but we, we've got a running back here and Rodney Hill that could play a little bit of slot on top of being a regular running back for you. But where are those big targets on the outside? Where are those possession receivers, the guys who can win 50-50 balls? That's something that we're going to have to find in the transfer portal and hope. Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, Florida State definitely met their needs on offensive line, Yep, uh, on the offensive line. I think they did a, a decent job at defensive line. Now we know they're going to bring in some transfer portal kids. It's going to be about wide receiver and linebacker that we watch very closely. They're fine in the secondary. They just signed a quarterback, and A.J. Duffy feel like they'll also maybe bring in a quarterback. I don't know if they will uh, in the transfer portal. We'll see what's still out there. Um, but but wide receiver, if you're, a, if you're a promising player who's unhappy uh, wherever it is you're playing and you've, you've got ability, you've got the chance to come in here and play tomorrow. Uh, oh. and, 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 again, one thing to note here, I think it's important that obviously we had very high-profile guys come in uh, through the transfer portal this year, have great success, and are guys that have talked about that success and how much they appreciated coming to Florida State University. So they will, again, turn around, and I think obviously on behalf of the university and this coaching staff talk about the benefits of having transferred here. So you've got guys that will – vouch for the significant impact it had on their career and the successes they had while they were here. Every time you do that with a transfer portal kid, it's a big billboard for other kids 
who are wavering, who don't know, you know, do I want to transfer here? Where do I, what about here? Well, they had a better record over there, but I know these guys had success and that their career was bettered and that they're speaking highly of their coaches. So, you know, you, you got to use that to your advantage. I think Florida State will. It is disappointing, though. We're not saying that you're not going to have to reassess and analyze your staff and talk a little bit about where you failed, where you missed, why you missed, what's different now. Well, everything's different now. So there's going to be a lot of uh, evaluation necessary when today concludes. But it's not without its successes. There's no getting around that. It's uh, there, there are major gains here. Florida State somehow going to sign a top 15 class, all while losing, or in all likelihood going to sign a top 15 class, all while losing the number one player in the country. So we're about 90 minutes away before Mike Norvell speaks to the assembled press. And, and for that press conference, if you want to watch it, later on it'll be right available right here on WarChan TV. The YouTube channel is great. If you haven't done so already, please hit the like button for this video and subscribe. Hit the bell because when you hit the bell, every time you go to your homepage on YouTube, then everything we put together will be right there. It saves you clicks in the long run. Uh, what kind of tenor or tone do you think Mike Norvell will take today? And do you care? And do you care how he sounds today? Because well, I always care how my head coach sounds. Um, I want him to come across as uh, obviously composed. Uh, I want him to come across as uh, a less of a salesman and more about somebody who really truly believes that they built a foundation that they're excited to be a part of and, and where it's going. I believe that's true, and I think he does too. Uh, I've heard him speak about this several times uh, since the season ended, which is that he really believes that this year was about creating that foundation for which they can build. Uh, he should talk about that. That should be the messaging. It should be about, we got a lot of good players today and celebrate those kids who did commit to you. You don't have to badmouth anybody. Uh, you're going to get asked a question about uh, if he takes questions, he, he's certainly going to get asked about Travis Hunter. I think, you know, Mike Norvell played college football, Tom. Mike Norvell uh, had to work his butt off to play college football uh, given that he wasn't a uniquely gifted athlete or bigger, stronger, faster than everybody else. So he had to have a passion for the game. He had to have a work ethic. He had to be willing to listen and learn and do all those things. You know how hard it is to play football. So you're not going to badmouth kids. You can be disappointed. You could say, hey, we thought we did everything we could. We, we thought we moved forward with everything we had. It's unfortunate. I wish the young man well. You know, he is. He tweeted out earlier today, I believe it was, that today's a great day of celebration for a lot of kids who put in a lot of hard work. Uh, don't be negative today, but rather celebrate. Well, I mean, he knows what he's tasked with doing. He's got to get this roster to a place where they can compete for conference championships. Did Florida State get better today? The answer is yes. Is that reason to be happy? Yes. Did you get everybody you wanted? No. Can you be fair and assess that and talk about that? If you're asked direct questions, you can give direct answers, but I don't think you badmouth anybody. I think you celebrate the kids who said yes today. I think you talk about the building blocks and the foundation that you've laid because I believe that's real. I do believe the methodology, the coaching efforts, and the people that are on board with what Florida State's doing feel very good about today. They'll be disappointed. There, there are always disappointments. It doesn't get any bigger a disappointment than to be on the wrong side of the biggest flip in college recruiting history. Uh, at the same time, I mean, I, gotta, I, I turn around and, and see all the kids that we've just been talking about on this offensive line, the defensive lineman, the, uh, the quarterback. Are we, we going to be upset about that? There's no way. He's got to be happy about that. He's also going to want to get to work. Uh, he's going to want to get to work in this transfer portal, and he's going to want to try to find, obviously, some answers at positions of need because while you may have answered some questions, there's still one looming question, and it's a big one, and they don't right now, as of right now, have answers for wide receiver. Yeah, I think one of the answers he's searching for, too, is is how big can our NIL fund get and how soon can it get there? Yeah, because sure. The NIL fund is not done impacting the class of 2022. Uh, the monies that would have been – 
allocated towards a certain five-star number one overall player in the country are now up for grabs. And I would use this as a moment to ask for more. If I'm Mike, I'm saying, you see, now you see what we're up against. If we want to compete, I need you now more than ever because guess what I can do over the next six months? And this is what he has to sell, whether or not he believes it in his heart of hearts. But, you know, you've got maybe 14, 15 spots, maybe a, a, a few less spots for the 32 rule. You make that go as far as it possibly can to flip the roster right freaking now. Not for the class of 2023, right now. I think that's got to be the motivation. You're right. He's going to get to work. He's got more spots than he thought he had left open. Okay, that's true. But you've got to go get what needs to be done, done in terms of the infrastructure of the program. That NIL has to get more robust so you can get some of those high-priced players on the open market after spring ball and they don't get the job that they want but they're good enough to play here like a Dylan Gibbons, you got to make sure that you've got whatever is necessary to get those kids down here to Tallahassee and get them here for this upcoming season. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that, honestly, today is a weird day. It's just a weird day. I mean, you got a ton of Florida State fans that are embittered and angry and frustrated, and they want to vent. And you said it earlier, I don't blame them. There are some major disappointments that didn't happen today. There's no getting around that. And, and the biggest being the obvious one in Travis Hunter. I just think it's fair to have a conversation that also notes the successes. And I don't think that means that you're in denial. I think it means that you recognize that, man, they whiffed in some areas. And quite frankly, I brought it up last hour, and I'll bring it up again here for those just joining. You got to look at Ron Dugans right now. I mean, you really do. You got to look at Coach Dugans and say, what is it you say you do here? What is it you say you do here? Because you sure as hell don't bring in receivers. And the other thing I'd say is it's not like the ones we have are out here performing at a high level either. So from a coaching standpoint and from a recruiting standpoint, what is it you say you do here? Well, on the that's head coach. That's tough because he's one of our own and we love him. But that you got to say it. You got to ask that question. That's completely fair. I just think that that could be balanced out with, man, did you get a lot better today on the offensive line? You got a lot better today at defensive back even without getting Travis Hunter. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. I, I I think that you can talk like that because it's balanced. You can have the conversation. If you had whiffed on seven guys or something, well, yeah, it'd be a cataclysmic failure. As it is now, it's all around slightly disappointing. Is it a total loss? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and the other thing is the the elephant in the room that the head coach is a receiver himself, and so these failures <laughs> weigh on him all the more. And you're right. Maybe Ron Dugans is the first person that's talked to after National Signing Day and maybe an ultimatum is delivered or maybe something a little bit more harsh is delivered. Uh, but I believe we openly talked about it last week that you know when Chris Marv took the promotion to Virginia Tech to become the defensive coordinator there at Virginia Tech, um, maybe some harsh words were said about being caught with your pants down and mm -hmm. uh, having a couple of recruits that you thought you were going to land go elsewhere. Uh, one in specific uh, to the University of Miami. I would think that that message might need to be delivered again because Mike could be happy about some of the needs that we addressed. But if you're him and the press conference is over and you walk out of the room with the cameras and you call the staff all together after they have their availabilities with the media as well, what's your message? It's got to be a mixed message from him as well. We're happy with this. This is unacceptable over here. I mean, he can't be all sunshine and rainbows. Uh, when it comes to addressing his own staff, because if you don't hold them accountable the way you hold uh, the players accountable, then then we're going to be spinning our wheels. Well, I, I don't think that that's much different from any coach anywhere, and I don't think that's something that he wouldn't do, right? I mean, this there's 
There are obvious things that you got to look at in terms of um, making a shift on your on your staff. Do you have a guy in line? Do you, do you have somebody that you think can bring in and solve this problem? Because it's one thing to recognize the problem and say, I got to make some changes. A whole other to know whether or not you've got somebody that can come in and rectify this situation. And, and let's see if he does. Uh, it's not like it's news to Mike Norvell. I'm not saying this to you, Tom, but it's not like it's news to Mike Norvell that Ron Dugans is uh, struggling with his duties. So, uh, you know, I'm, and that's a tough thing too, because I'm sure he has nothing but respect for him and he loves him. And he, you know, I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, sometimes it's, uh, you know, it ain't the hiring, as we say, it's the firing that can be tough. Right. Well, I mean, we don't, I go back long enough now that the Timmy Jernigan commitment probably saved Odell Hagen's job, you know, so it's oh, not. Man, he, you remember the celebration? Remember the, the, the look of relief on his face? Yes, I was in the room, and, yeah. and Mark, Stoops, Mark Stoops gave him the biggest hug in the world. And they Jim all know the deal. Yeah, they knew that that was a big one to land, and when the young man from Lake City said Florida State was going to be his destination, that saved Odell's gig, and Odell's been a very good coach for us. I mean, he already was, but he's been a very, very good coach for us, getting players, landing players, and developing players since that point. So it's not impossible to turn it around, but, you know, if you keep getting chances and you keep whiffing and we keep looking and saying, how does our receiving core not play as strongly as Wake's? You know, we are Florida State at some point, as Odell is fond of saying. Let let then let's act like it. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. You talk about what do you say to your administration, or what do you say to those that are helping organize this new world of NIL and where you get the money from and where you get the commitments from and which business people are willing to help out and how do you make it happen and all. Man, that's today just changed everything. Uh, NIL already had, we've already been talking about little things here and there, you know, whether it was Miami's players membership to a gym, which whatever, uh, or it was, um, you know, even Texas announcing that their offensive linemen would get $50,000 each. That's child's play today. Let's, you know, if you have corporate backing, and uh, you have connections and sway, um, you in many ways just became more valuable to a coaching staff than somebody who has a vastly superior knowledge of the game of football. And that is interesting to me. Uh, it's a little unsettling, but it is, as they say, what it is. Um, there will be room for guys whose acumen for the game you don't respect. If they bring to the table those connections and that influence and moreover that kind of money. Uh, so that is another thing that changes about how you put together a staff. All of a sudden guys, you wouldn't give the time of day to, cause you don't think they're anything more than a great X player. You now have to pay attention to, and I'm not specifically talking about Deion Sanders. I'm saying in general, I think that that is going to be true of college staffs across the country. Do guys have certain access because of maybe their legendary playing career or maybe their acumen as a businessman, whatever it might be? I mean, it's a brave new world. We're talking about if Jerry Smith over here never played football, he's just a passionate booster who has ties to hedge fund guys all over the country, and they all want to be a part of what Jerry does because he's really good at public relations. Do you hire Jerry to be a special teams coach? Because Jerry now is going to be able to recruit for you and have the money come in to bring in the players. And Jerry doesn't know a damn thing about football other than he really likes it. Maybe. I got to tell you that Jerry Smith is everywhere. He does everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, damn, I got to call Jerry Smith in here. 
you know, this is terrible. What am I? Jerry, you're hired. Welcome aboard, Coach Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's something. Go make it happen. Yeah. Well, you're only here for one thing, Jerry, and we all know what that is now. The second that doesn't work, you're out of here quickly, and I'll hurt you. <laughs> It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Another reminder, if you're looking to make some changes in your fitness as we move towards the new year, and I want to go see my friends at Orange Theory Fitness. If you're in Tallahassee, two locations in town. I go to the one north side over here, uh, and I'm glad I do. Otherwise, I'd be an even fatter pig. That's just me. Because Listen, I like food and I like beer. Orange Theory Fitness keeps me honest. It also works, folks. It's scientific backing. That helps. They utilize a lot of the same principles that the strength and conditioning coaches use in big-time college football. Interval training is important. If you want to find out what I'm talking about and make some changes to your fitness, go see my friends at Orange Theory Fitness. Look them up, orangetheoryfitness.com. You'll learn a little bit more about the process. But also, again, you go to any Orange Theory Fitness, in particular here in Tallahassee, and you'll get your first workout free. And a free consultation to boot. So you learn a lot about the process. It's intimidating from the outside looking in. But once you get in there, I promise you, you're going to love it. All right, Tom, as we wrap it up and we talk about the day that was, and there's still more to do, who knows? There may be a shocker out there somewhere. Maybe you can cross your fingers and hope like hell that uh, the money that was allocated for Travis Hunter's NIL deal has magically shifted over to Marvin Jones Jr. And we were able to match funds uh, with another big-time school, whether that be Bama or Georgia. And all of a sudden, uh, you, you get a shocker in your class, which is already ranked highly. It's a shot in the arm and helps offset today's disappointment uh, with the few that you lost, in particular, a historic day in watching Travis Hunter uh, flip and become the biggest flip in, uh, I dare say, recruiting history. So it was a, it's a, that's a tough one to – that's a toughie, as I like to say. That's a toughie. From your lips to Marvin Jones Jr.'s bank account, man. Let's make it happen. Let's, uh, let's see what happens. You know, I think that if Mike Norvell proceeds with his 4 p.m. press conference availability, then we probably won't see a flip. You know how that usually goes. Now, Jimbo was a hell of a lot less punctual than Mike, and, and so was Willie. Uh, they'd say, yeah, around well, about very punctual. Yeah. So if Mike delays his press conference, he's doing it for a reason. I'm not saying to be looking for that. I'm not. There's no inside chatter about that at all. But he is scheduled to talk to the media at four o'clock. And as You're I understand, it, he's delaying it because we're signing Marvin Jones Jr. Tom. That, oh, yeah. Put it down on the boards. Put it everywhere. If there <laughs> is a delay, I think that means there's good news coming that that would be my thing. But I, I don't expected late but watch for that mike is always punctual if he starts at four o'clock then you can pretty much uh say no it's not happening for mjj but we'll see um what it's about now is is embracing the kids who did say yes to florida state and uh i, I thought that uh omar graham's tweet was awesome it said that uh noel signee is greater than an old commit and that was a shot over to uh travis hunter so embrace those that are noel signees today uh, a lot of them are going to help period it's not 
oh, these guys are projects and we'll see. You know, these are players that are going to help. We just thought we'd have three or four more of them today than we got. And so the consensus class is going to be somewhere between probably 13 and 22, something like that. Mm-hmm. But remember, the recruiting class is not just marked about by high school players. It's also going to be about transfers, too. And that's this new world of college football we're in and the one-off rule this year of 25 plus 7. How do we get to 32, and can we find 32 football players that help us in the now and help us in the future? That's the mission for Mike Norvell moving forward. Well, think about it, Tom. I mean, if you sign, what, what's the total going to be today? 17, 18? Something like that, yeah. Somewhere there? Think about how, if, so you're trying to, let's say we, you want to sign 30, 32? And there's a lot of action about to take place. Now, yeah. it won't all be, you know, guarantees. The transfer portal is, uh, you know, it giveth and taketh away. You, you, you kind of look at the transfer portal and say, oh, all right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we didn't get Mortimer. It doesn't look like we got Mortimer. No, yeah, that, well, it was kind of just confirmation of what we felt all all day. This has been a tough day for Ron Dugans, and it just got tougher with the uh, affirmation that uh, he, he's not coming. I don't want to relitigate that. I think his job is in jeopardy. Uh, but moving forward, uh, I, I would say, man, the transfer portal, which served us very well uh, this offseason, it has a chance to come through again here. And in the past, if you whiffed on signing day, you were pretty well screwed. Not anymore. Not anymore. You've got a chance at the very least to fill those areas where you are sorely lacking, in particular at wide receiver. So if you got some 14 slots available, I just need to find – now listen, I would love to maximize all of those opportunities. Everybody would. But the reality is if you're getting kids in the transfer portal, you're not going to hit at a 100% clip. Nobody does. But if you bring in four good to – above average receivers and completely change uh, what you are at wide receiver immediately, kids that have played college football, kids that you've seen tape on play the game at this level, I'd be pretty excited about where we were headed. I think they'll probably bring in another offensive lineman as well in that transfer portal. Uh, Obviously another area, Tom, that we're going to be paying attention to as they, they move forward, linebacker. Yes. I think you got you got to find some kids that have proven they can play at a high level that want to come in here at linebacker. The chances you get, you know, an All-American type or something like that, like we did this year with Jermaine Johnson at defensive end, is highly unlikely. I don't expect that. But you can offer immediate playing time. And for kids that have proven themselves to be serviceable or slightly above average at linebacker in the Power Five, come on down, man. We got a spot for you. We got a spot where you can immediately improve this team. I could tell you that the next thing that I'm looking for, and I can't wait to see it, is when Mike Norvell makes his next hire on the offensive coaching staff, whatever it is, whatever position, because you could move some things around and, and it could be a quarterback's coach or it could be another offensive line coach and, and you shuffle responsibilities. I want when that press conference happens, everybody in the room to be uncomfortable about that press conference saying, look at this guy. This is the biggest used car salesman I've ever seen in my life. This guy is all about shady dealings when it comes to recruiting. That's what I, I want us to look at each other saying, you, you get a load of this? Who is this guy just straight up a bag man that is allowed to wear our polo? That's what I want to feel. That's the next step for me. Because on offense, for too many years, we are not recruiting playmakers at the level of what Florida State should be. To the point that I'm starting to wonder is, are, are we a university that's supposed to have good receivers? Because it's been, we've got like five of them since I was in school here. So let's get better at that. And if you need some people who cut corners, Mike Norvell, you bring them on in. It's like we talked about today. It's a brave new world. 
So you go find those guys that we all say, mm-hmm, we know what the deal is there. It ain't exactly development during practice. Good. Tom, Tom, Tom there are no rules. Three to four years ago on the Jeff Cameron show, I jokingly, tongue-in-cheek, but also wink-wink, nod-nod, said, screw it. There are no rules. The NCAA is powerless to enforce anything. We were headed this direction. The NCAA got told to go to hell by the courts. It's over. It's not even having to be underhanded anymore. You go do whatever you have to do, as long as it doesn't land you in jail. You do whatever you have to do to bring in good players, period. I think that's the T-shirts they should wear. Those are the T-shirts they should wear around the athletic facility, as long as it doesn't put you in jail, dot, dot, dot. Do it. Do it. You go get that kid. I don't care what you have to do, so long as you don't get caught and don't end up in jail. Other than that, all rules are off. Let's go, baby. The NCAA is useless. The NIL is what it is. Nobody knows what you can and can't do. We do know that people are aligning themselves with corporate entities and they're offering tons of money for high-profile recruits. So game on. Let's go. All right. With uh, one minute to go, we uh, I think it's worth mentioning to, and, and we talked about this before the show, worth mentioning to our day-to-day sponsors here on the Jeff Cameron Show, a big thank you, T-Spark Enterprises, North Florida Payroll Services, who usually have the Red Russians this segment. The prediction is we're going to get at least three to four good players in the transfer portal for the Red Russians tonight. North Florida Payroll Services obviously services the entire Tallahassee area. Online applicant onboarding, all that stuff. From uh, hiring to termination, they got you covered. Um, but uh, our thanks also to ABC Fine Wine and Spirits today for bringing you seven hours of coverage because you and I are about to close up shop. Yeah, man, good times. Good times. Really enjoyed it. Good job that everybody put in the hard work. Thanks to all our sponsors as well. We'll be back with you tomorrow on a Redemption Thursday. Get those wagers in. Good times. Good job, Tom. Good job, Matthew. Thanks to everybody who watched and listened. Hang in there, guys. We'll talk again tomorrow.